DR. Okay. So cutaneous adverse drug reaction, as you can tell from the name, is an adverse reaction to the drug that manifests on the skin. So broadly, you can classify into two main types. Okay. One is your serious cutaneous adverse drug reaction and the non-serious ones. Okay. Now, if you are considering the serious drug reactions, there are mainly two things in this. One is your 10, okay, 10 and its spectrum, which includes your SJS, you know, and SJS 10 overlap syndrome, okay. And you can also include erythema multiform also, which comes in the same spectrum, but it may not be as serious, you know. Then you have your dress syndrome, okay. Dress is drug rash with eosinophilia and systemic symptoms, okay. So these two come under serious. Then non-serious, you can have a number of manifestations that can be there, you know. You can have a maculopapular drug rash, you can have an articular reaction, you can have a few particular reactions might be there. Then you can have your fixed drug eruptions which come under here, right? So FDA also you regularly see. So it's not uh, very rare to see an FDA also. So the basic mechanism behind all these is uh, there are, uh, you know, there is a population of T lymphocytes that are eliciting this. So the classical concept is it's a delayed type hypersensitivity reaction, most of these, you know. So to have a delayed reaction, you must have a sensitization phase and then an elicitation phase. Okay, the sensitization is your first uh, exposure to the drug. So after exposure, what happens is this, and you know, there are multiple mechanisms by which this, uh, you know, this antigen can elicit an immune reaction or immune response, okay. One is it might act as a haptin. So haptin might, uh, haptin might need to com be combined with something to become antigenic and then stimulate. Another one is something called as PI concept. PI concept wherein it directly goes and it modulates the receptors and it leads to your uh, hypersensitivity reaction. Okay. So in this, like there are the why why do we have so many different manifestations is because the the type of response that is seen is different in each of these. So for example, if you had more of cytotoxic T cells, CD8 cells going in and lot of necrosis is happening, you will have a SJS 10 like picture or presentation. So the type of cells will determine what you see or what you get. So this is basically the broadly thing, broadly classifying the drug reactions and all. So then let us go into this, this uh, T and SJS spectrum, erythema multiform spectrum. Okay. So there was one classification called Vastuji and Garin classification, okay. So this are classified this, uh, this morphology or this spectrum of reactions, okay. So basically you have erythema multiforme, okay. So erythema multiforme again can be divided into minor and major, okay. So in major what we have is we have involvement of mucosa as well, whereas in minor though we don't have uh, mucosal involvement, okay. But there is one form of, uh, you know, this drug reaction where only mucosa is involved, okay, without any skin manifestation. That is called Fuchs syndrome, F-U-C-H-S syndrome, okay. So there you have only on your mucosa. Then you know the major, major is typically involving your skin also, okay. Skin also and mucosa also. So this typically is, uh, you know, some people say that this is in spectrum with the SJS and uh, T and SJS you know is less than 10% body mm -hmm. surface area. SJS 10 overlap is 10 mm -hmm. to 30, 30 and 10 oh, yeah. is more than 30. Okay. So again 10 has been classified into two types. 10 with spots and 10 without spots. Okay. 
so spots basically will have these petechial lesions that might be present in this okay and another thing about this spectrum is this sjs 10 erythema multiform why they've grouped it all under one spectrum is in this you get typically targetoid lesions you know targetoid lesions will be there in this which will not be seen in other types of drug reactions so this is not target this is targetoid okay in this there'll be only two rings Central and yeah. not intermediate. No intermediate in this. So that comes under this spectrum. So if you look at its cousin, which is dress syndrome, dress typically manifests differently. Okay. So dress again to diagnose this, there are a number of criteria that are developed to this. The classical concept of dress was developed during the era of Dapsone therapy for leprosy and all. You know. So Dapsone, when they were giving, that resulted in hypersensitivity syndrome. So that used to be called as Dapsone hypersensitivity syndrome. Okay. Later, this has been named a number of things. For example, they had later called it DIDHMOS. Okay. So where there are involvement of other organs also. And now they basically call it dress. So basically the thing here is, the, here the manifestation is you will have an erythematous lesion on your skin with some amount of scaling will be present along with edema. So this will be the typical morphology of the lesion. Typically, there will be facial edema in dress patients. Okay. So there are a number of criteria to diagnose this dress syndrome. Okay. So out of them, there is Regiscar, JSCAR criteria. Okay. JSCAR is Japanese criteria. Okay. So basically, they are almost the same. But only thing is, uh, the Japanese people have also included few serological criteria also, like HHV six and seven is not there in the Regiscar criteria. So all of these, if you look more mota se agar dekhte ho, so basically they will all have eosinophilia, either absolute eosinophil count or percentage of eosinophils which will be elevated. In fact, there is a Regiscar scoring system where they grade the eosinophilia degree and give a score to it. Okay. Another thing is these patients tend to have lymphadenopathy and organ involvement. Now, the typical organ that we look at for dress is liver. Okay, mm. so that they measure by using ALT. Okay, so then if you see, there is a biopsy criteria also for dress. Basically, the thing is we are doing biopsy, not that there is a specific histopathological feature of dress. We are just doing a biopsy to rule out any other mimic. So that is why you get a biopsy in dress. If you see, dress is also a cause of erythroderma. Okay, there are a list of causes of erythroderma. Dress is one of them. Okay. Jumping back to TEN, TEN may also be seen in case of autoimmune disease. Okay, there is a TEN like presentation of SLE also. Okay, acute systemic acute cutaneous lupus can have a TEN like manifestation also. Okay, that is called ASAP. Okay, acute syndrome of panopoptolysis. Okay. And uh, if you go to TEN, basically the thing you are most uh, concerned with with TEN is the survival rate of the patient. Okay. So there are tools and scores to predict how, the, what is the probability that the patient will survive. Okay. One of them is the score 10. Okay. S-E-O-R-E-T-E-N. Okay. So in this score 10 tool, basically we look at the age of the patient. Okay. More than 40. Okay, then you look for the presence of any malignancy. Okay, malignancy is present is one point. Then we look at heart rate. Heart rate more than 120. Okay, 
then bicarbonate levels you see okay bicarbonate then urea this you see okay and the body surface area involvement whether more than 10% so according to this you add all the scores each of them gets a one point and you I've basically never heard you teaching, so. so basically you add all this and uh, that gives you the probability that the patient will basically survive or the mortality rate is what is actually predicted so usually if the prognosis is poor if the score 10 is 3 and above and which will usually uh, yeah and one more thing you have to check the blood glucose levels in these patients which is very important so whenever a patient comes with this manifestation always get a rbs you know with a glucometer at least and send an abg so we will get all the other parameters bicarb also will get you will get this also so it's like your first aid when you see a, you know this these type of patients so, so that you get your reports early and uh, another thing about sds 10 is you intervene early you can do a lot of stuff you try intervening late there's not much you can do you can only do symptomatic management and care so early on in the disease you can give intravenous immunoglobulin you can give cyclosporin you know so those are all options that you have you can also give a pulse high uh, pulse dose of corticosteroids also provided that there's no sepsis or any focus of infection so these and all can help the patient survive but later on you will just do dressing and symptomatic management so and uh, that was there are few other tools which were developed like abcd 10 so they felt that score 10 had too much criteria so they developed new criteria like abcd 10 abcd is age bicarbonate okay then dialysis okay and so based on this they have a, uh, this one and 10 10 is basically 10 percent body surface area so but then there are few controversies that this does not actually predict or it over predicts the tools uh, the mortality when it's this so there's no ideal tool as of now per se so that is the thing so then let's go into the non-serious drug reactions okay so most commonly you will see is a maculopapular drug rash 